just get pucks deep, you know, play the corners hard, and see if good things will happen for us. Yep, we're back. Episode 27 of Just Dishing It. Joined as always by John Tudes Tudor and our producer, Derek Hoskins. Tudes, what's going on, buddy? Did you get a fresh cut? You look I, good. I did, get, I did get a cut, and actually, like an hour ago, I made a fatal mistake. I got, a, I got a new beard trimmer this week, oh. uh, yesterday, and didn't realize that the number two on the old one, oh. uh, and then the number two on this one, which happened to be two millimeters, I noticed after, were a little bit different. So we're going with the... Little baby face now, I guess. Yeah, start fresh sometimes. You gotta yeah. do it. Face too. You, know, you ever do that? You make that first pass and you're like, fuck. Yep. And now you're committed, right? So I think that was the last time that I was probably clean shaven was when I did the same same similar thing. Yep. Well, Derek, how's your week going, my man? Ooh, it has been busy playing catch up from all the traveling from last week, but we're loving it. Had a clean schedule and then everything filed, filled right back up. So we're back. It's good though. Good yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. what I would say. Definitely good for business. But um, yeah, boys, big week here. One of the biggest guests we have ever had on the show. Very excited to have him. Long time coming. Everybody, please welcome our good buddy, King Wolves, aka Carter Woolley. Hey, buddy, what's up? what's up, boys? How we doing? What's going on? Thank you so much for joining us, man. How's life? How you been? You've been killing it, dude. I'm fucking working every day, man. You know how it goes. Yeah, I, I like this setup you guys got going. It's nice. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Your setup's sick too. You know the Twitch. The, you're you're just <laughs> crushing it, man. I I love what you're doing. I I mean, jump right into that. I guess what started this all for you? Because I I know we are. You, you talked with like the brand a little bit way back when you're yeah. kind of getting into this stuff, but yeah. I just felt like we got so busy and then I blinked and you were just exploding <laughs> Dude, and I love it. it. It feels like that for me too. Um, I mean, I guess I could go like way back. Um, oh yeah. So f- for people that don't know, I, I, I am a Twitch streamer. I do make YouTube videos and um, also TikToks. I've gained a, like a pretty big following on each one um, within the past uh year i would say now um but i've i've always been into entertainment i've always been into like making youtube videos i've always been into like the streamer stuff video games you know that that whole uh that whole culture i guess um but i really started uh back in like 2000 2010 2011 when um i'm sure you guys played did you guys play modern warfare 2 back in the day oh yeah dude big time that yeah so as soon as i played the first game of that it took over my life bro and then i I got into the whole youtube thing like all the way back then i was making youtube videos and i've always had a passion for it um but but growing up i was i was a hockey player too so that was always it was always tough to balance that it was tough to balance school hockey and you know content creation yeah so um I guess fast forward to 2018. Um, I got really into like video creation again. And I was doing a lot of like behind the scenes stuff for, for athletes, rappers. I'm a big fan of like the behind the scenes shit. Like 
yeah. for example, like going into the studio and watching like how they make music and all that. So yeah. my way of getting into the behind the scenes was making videos for people like that. So I did that for a little bit and um, it, it didn't keep me interested. I always felt like I was more of a in, in front of the camera person rather than behind editing, doing all that shit. So uh, hockey came to an end around 2018, got a bad concussion. You guys know how it goes. Oh, yeah. Uh, heads slammed against the fucking glass and then it was lights out. Yeah. Um, so ever since then, I, I, I've been, I started up YouTube, started making YouTube videos pretty uh, consistently. And then once COVID hit, man, uh, I, I figured it was, I mean, my family actually pushed me uh, to start Twitch streaming as soon as COVID, the lockdown hit, you know, all that shit. Everyone was indoors. Everyone was going to be home. It was literally the perfect time to start. So I started then, and then the rest is history, bro. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> here we are. Yeah, here we are. There's, my, there's a little summary of my life story, but we can go more into detail if you guys want. Oh, absolutely. That's what we do on this show. Yeah. We go the long-winded approach. But, yeah, dude, it's been really cool to watch you kind of, you grow and blossom, you know, especially like you mentioned since COVID hit. I mean, your content's awesome. You're fucking hilarious. You, you know, it, so creative too i mean take us through like you know because you mentioned real i want to stay on this for a second you mentioned your family pushed you into doing this streaming who yeah. was kind of the big the most influential was it everybody was it someone specific um, and like where did they kind of direct you or where would when you were told that where did you think like oh i'll try this like where did you start um so i'm from detroit michigan and I had a plan before COVID to move to Chicago. And then my plan was to move there and then start streaming. Cause I always did want to Twitch stream. It was mm -hmm. just like kind of deciding when I was going to start. And that was the plan was to move and then start. And then, you know, lock down all that. Uh, and then I, I had a talk with my mom and my brother and my brother's big into content creation too. So he understands the whole space. They kind of, they, they brought it up to me. They were like, now is the perfect time to start. Everyone's going to be in, indoors on the computer, nothing to do. Right. So um, that really gave me that extra push to start now. And I, I'm so fucking glad they did because I don't know where I, I don't know what I would be doing if I didn't start that. I'd probably <laughs> be like door dashing or some shit. I don't know. But um, oh, yeah, so it, it was my brother and my mom that really like pushed me to do it. Uh, that's good stuff. So yeah. what was what was kind of like the initial style of videos? What were your early ideas for like how you could kind of take that leap like you mentioned to just kind of jump into it? It's a perfect time. Where where is your head at at that time? Um It's tough to say because when when I when I was making the YouTube videos before I started streaming, I did a whole bunch of shit. I did I was really good at Fortnite when that was big, so I was making Fortnite videos. But then I was uh, also doing like some real life skit type videos. Uh, mm -hmm. So I've been, I've been very, um, what's the word? I've had a lot of like paths, paths I've tried to take. And it was either gaming, real life stuff, vlogging, pranks. I, I don't know. I'm creative. I like to dip, dip into everything. And um, you're very versatile. 
that's the word I was looking for. Versatile, you know, a lot of, you know, different things I, I can do. Um, so that was like YouTube, but then Twitch, Twitch is hard because it, it's mainly right now a gaming platform, right? Yeah. But if you go on my Twitch streams, the only games I'm doing is like a scary game once a week. The rest of my streams are me reacting to shit, watching shit, talking with the chat. Um, just literally these people come to watch me for me. And that's the important thing is a lot of these streamers that they, they get so dedicated to a game and, and the people go for the gameplay. They don't go for the character. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, it, it was hard to find a balance, but you know, th thanks to TikTok, it did fucking help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you hear that a lot, and we've seen it with like skate skins and stuff on our end too. That TikTok's yeah. been huge for that sort of shit. But dude, this the skate skins thing is is awesome, dude. Oh, wow. thank you, man. We'll have to maybe we'll we'll do something together. We'll send you some of the skins. Dude, see what we yeah, can do. We'll figure something. Do out. something on the Twitch. Yeah. That'd be funny. Find some kind of skate. See what you could pull off. But oh, of course, um, dudes. I know you got some stuff here. What do you got, buddy? Yeah, I mean, kind of staying on the on the streaming. Like, at what point, right, do you start to see growth in that process? Because I can imagine as a streamer, right, like it's tough to – you can't just sit down and be like, yeah, I'm going to make these videos and, like, they're going to pop off, right? Yeah. Like, at some point, like, it's got to be slow growth. And then did it just, like, all of a sudden one day, like, you looked at the screen and it boomed? Um, recently, it did kind of feel like that. But, I mean, you, you got to think. I, I started streaming to five to seven people. And it was literally my best friends. My best friends can show you texts that I sent them when I started that says – Hey man, can you please pull my stream up? I need any view. Like I, I'll take any view I can get. I literally sent that to like <laughs> the best homies because I knew they would do it. Yeah. So, just pull um, it up in the background. I don't even care if you watch. I just need the numbers kind of thing. Literally, literally. Um, so that use I mean, both your emails. Log into both. Use multiple devices. Get on accounts, there. Do whatever yeah. you got to do. I don't know. Just get me higher up on the leaderboard. <laughs> or um, but yeah, it was slow at the beginning. It was slow, and it's. So it's kind of funny. It's cringy when I go back and watch my first couple streams because I was literally sitting there for seven to 10 minutes, not saying anything because nobody was coming in. So it was, it's like really awkward me watching <laughs> that back because it's so different now. Nowadays I have people in the chat before I even start, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll go back and, and I just had nobody in the chat, two people, a couple of my best friends. And yeah, it was slow for a while, um, but this is something I'm super, super passionate about. I wanted to make this a full-time thing, and I was very committed to it. I didn't go to college. I was I didn't go that route. So this is kind of like all I really had. Yeah. Um, so I just I threw everything to the side and just went all in on this. And I'm trying to think. It probably took around it took around four months to get. 50 viewers i would say and 50 is really good um and i think it was like june of this year yeah june of this year it really went from 100 viewers to now i get like around 600 so that yeah it did feel like a, a blink 
Yeah. And, and is that a lot like, so is for, for a lot of people that might be listening that don't really know how any of this stuff works, right? Yeah. When you're looking at either Twitch or TikTok videos, things like that, are there, are there things that you're intentionally doing where it's, you know, almost like capitalizing on the algorithms, like figuring out what stuff works and then getting organic views that way by people that aren't even connected to your profile? Yeah. So the way TikTok works is it has a pretty crazy algorithm. They they take what you're doing and then they feed it to people who, who would be interested and watch similar stuff. So um, I've kind of I've kind of mastered TikTok, I would say I've gotten I've gotten two accounts to a million. I've gotten the third one to two over 200,000. I would say I, like I understand it more than the most more than most people. Um, but TikTok was difficult because I didn't really know what type of content I wanted to make. I mean, I started off making Call of Duty content. I started off, I, I, I dipped into some Fortnite on that. The thing about TikTok is I was experimenting with so many different types of content until something clicked and then I rode that. So, um, I think that's the way to do it. If there's any like, you know, content creators, young content creators listening out there, I would say, be as creative as you can try as many different types of content as you can and find something that works for you and then just ride it, man. Just, just make content similar to that. Uh, and that's what I did. I, I had a Fortnite TikTok blow up to like a million probably. And, and then I just started making Fortnite stuff similar to that. And then that did help. That gave me my first little boost. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's really yeah, cool. It's wild. Yeah, I mean, talk before I want because I want to dive into you know some of your earlier life. You know, yeah, I'm sure you'll know where I go with that. But yeah, what what was the point for you? I when you try all these different things, like did you kind of lose the passion for the gaming or? you know, these like the scary videos that you do um, or the reaction to people's videos that you predominantly do now. Yeah. Was that a way, like you said earlier, to get people to keep falling in love with the character yes. rather yeah. than the the game or whatever? It's all that. I, I didn't want to be locked down. I didn't want to be put into a box of just one game. Right. Um. So I was always, I mean, ever since I started, I was doing different shit on stream. So I, the way to get a fan base that you want that the way to get a fan base that will stick around for the long term is you got to get them to like you rather than just a single thing you do on stream. So I do reaction videos. I do games. I do box openings. Like I got boxes. I open for snacks. Like there's just so much shit I do on stream where it's like the, the ideal community you want on Twitch or I guess anything is you you want them to follow you wherever you go and support whatever you do. Yeah. So, yeah, I I almost like it to like a musician where someone's like uh um I don't know, like you know a, a rapper of some kind, right? And then they try uh, Machine Gun Kelly, maybe, right? There you go. That's a perfect right? example. Yeah. Yeah. He perfect. hard rapping, and then he went into more like that poppy stuff. Yeah. And 
he's like even bigger than he was when he was rapping. He's doing even better. Yeah, yeah That's sure. Why it's important to try different shit too. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to restrict yourself. But I think he, as an artist, he probably and a creative, he probably would have done that anyways, right? You would yeah. think. I don't know how much of that has to do with Eminem, but that's a combo for another day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I know. What you're but yeah, I he had that confidence from you know his fan base. Maybe maybe not as much as just his creative drive to do it. Yeah. But at a certain level, you figure he had the support and a big enough loyal fan base to where he could try that and you know yeah. feels feel good about that. You know they're not going to just leave him in the dust. Yeah, exactly. And that's the same same thing I do with with TikTok and Twitch. I I don't want people to. Uh, come watch my stream just for fucking call of duty you know yeah so yeah that was that was kind of one thing i wondered always with streamers because i saw something and you you might even have seen this i think it was on like twitter last week and i forget who it was but i believe it was a streamer and he was saying you either have to be like good at the video game or you have to enjoy it but you're not going to have both because when you're good and you stream and you get those views, like you're probably not enjoying it as much because it becomes a job. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, and that goes back to kind of what Benny was asking about earlier, but like, I mean, you know, and you, you had mentioned too, that you've got some people now that are in your stream before you even get in there. So Mm -hmm. is that a thing where you have like a scheduled time on certain days of the week or even every night where like you have to be on? Yeah. So, um, I create my own schedule. So my my schedule right now is I stream weekdays at 8 PM Eastern time. and, And I try my best to be as consistent as I can with it. Uh, just because I, I like I like when people know when to expect my stream. It right. it would feel weird for me, and it creates structure in my life because it would be weird for me if I was starting stream at four p.m. and then the next day was eight p.m. and then it was just all over the place. People wouldn't know when to expect the stream. Um, I, I can imagine like later on down the road, I'll I'll be more flexible with my times and and shit like that. But I think if if you're starting out and you're a beginning content creator i think structure is very very important and i mean i i'm i'm evidence of that you know yeah 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 you want to you know organized consistency while not being stagnant you know doing different things and and having a blend of stuff um yeah yeah dude that's it's good shit i want to jump into the hockey aspect for a little bit before we keep going here man I mean, so obviously, you know, talk about, you know, early life growing up around the game and stuff. Obviously, that was a huge thing for you. Like, just kind of yeah. fill us in on your, you know, your, your whole hockey career, because I think it's it's obviously something we got to touch on here. Yeah, of course. Um, well, as you guys know, uh, I was around hockey my whole life growing up. My dad did play professional. Uh, I, I lived in Buffalo for um, – I think the first 10 years of my life, it's kind of like a blur. I don't remember too much. From it. There's like little yeah. bits and pieces. I wish I was a little older um, to experience like my dad actually playing. I do have yeah. like some memories, but uh, it does eat away at me. Like I-, I wish I could, you know, fucking re-experience that shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my dad did play and 
me, my two brothers, we, we all started playing at a young age. I think I started playing competitive around five. I think I was five years old or something. Um, and, and I did end up moving to Detroit because my dad did get traded from Buffalo to Detroit. Uh, so yeah, I started playing just, you know, house and then moved my way up to double a, and then eventually triple a when I was 13, 14. And, um, I played triple a hockey in the, in the Troy area, Michigan. Um, and that was a lot of fun. I, I, I do miss it a lot. I do miss hockey. Uh, I miss like being on a team. I miss like being with the boys in the locker room, listening to the music, you know, oh, just yeah. laughing, oh, yeah. trips. like I miss that so much. It, it, it's so weird because I live such a different, different life right now. It just feels like, I don't know. It's just a whole nother chapter. Yeah. Um, but I, I played triple a up until U 18 played one year of U 18. And then I went to uh, the North American hockey league. I played for, the Aston Rebels for two and a half years. That was in uh, Philadelphia. And then I got traded uh, to the Lone Star Brahmas in Texas. And that, that was wild. Um, <laughs> what was I, wild about that? Texas is crazy, man. The people, <laughs> the people are characters. Uh, the weather's crazy. It was weird. In, in Texas, it would snow one day, the next day be 70 and sunny. Like it was stupid. I swear to God, it was like that. And um, <laughs> the fans are wild there. the 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 South Division in the Nall is is crazy. Uh, they're so passionate about their teams, and um, yeah, I, I do miss. I mean, my heart is with with Aston and Philly, though. Like that's yeah. Like, you, I, I you wish I could play one more. Yeah, game you seem there. you seem to uh, really light it up there. I have 16, 17, 51 games played. 67 pims there it is <laughs> yeah i was Man. i was a physical guy yeah i was yeah i mean that's kind of one thing i wanted to ask you like what what type of player were you out there i mean obviously like we see the physicality in that number but were yeah. you uh were you a guy that was giving it to the other guys chirping them and, and getting vocal or? um not so much chirping but that's stunning to me is it? I yeah, that's I know, stunning. Right? Well, that's you're seeing what you're doing like, now. I feel yeah. like you would just have the chirps loaded up, ready to go. No, listen. I listen. The chirps were loaded up. They were in the arsenal. <laughs> if I needed to bring them out, I brought them out. But um, I would just body them. You know, like if somebody messed with like, a, let, let's say I'm a 97, right? I was born in yeah. 97. So let's say I was playing with a 2000, and this kid got hit. I'm I'm going for the guy. Type yeah. shit. Like um. But yeah, I was a power forward. I was, you know, a reliable player. Um, I was a good like. I could play with anybody. I could play on the top line. I could play with the fourth line guys, preferably not, but like I could. Uh, but yeah, I was just a really reliable, big body, you know, power forward. I would say, um, just greasing it up in the corners. Just, dude, yeah, just getting after it. it up causing turnovers on the four check yeah yeah like that that's good so what stuff your, what's like what was your favorite like thing to do out there i mean were you were you looking to score um, or did you get more satisfaction out of just stapling a guy to the boards you know what i i don't think anything compares to the feeling of scoring bro i 
Yeah. Scoring was always great. I didn't do I didn't score too much, so it did make scoring like special. <laughs> like special. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, th- listen, stapling a guy it's a great feeling like being able to fucking body bag some guys great yeah. um, but yeah dude i like talking about this i could talk about hockey all day man i, I miss it so much like it's it's crazy like beer league or anything now any anytime uh, you strap the I, wheels on or? i played like a couple beer league games but once i once i got that concussion i just i was done i was like sure i don't even want it i needed a break and then i just haven't really i i did some coaching and stuff but no like playing like no gearing up fully oh my god you thinking about you coaching how old are these kids uh i coached you 14 okay because when you said that i had that excuse me that image in my head of the snl skit with peyton manning where he's gunning the the big skin (laughs) at the kids yeah yeah I could so see that. That'd be an unreal stream idea or something. Like just I mean, some kind of content. If you could pull that off, it'd be hilarious. To be tough in the corner and just knocking them into the boards. You're just ripping clappers yeah. into their shins. Oh, I mean, man. listen, I played for two of the hardest coaches in the Nall, and they did rub off on me a little bit. So when I was coaching <laughs> these 14-year-olds, I, I, you know, I, I used my voice a little bit, but, and I did give it to the refs a few times. You know how it goes. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. uh, yeah, no, coach, coaching was fun. I, I like – I was always a good skater. Like, I was always a good, like, power skater. So that was kind of, like, the best thing I was – I was the best at teaching that. Mm-hmm. So um, I liked teaching them how to skate well. It was fun to be around, like, that younger environment because I went through that. I had a coach that was, you know, my age at the time. Uh and I, I loved having him there because he felt like he felt like an older brother, but teammate as well. Right. He, yeah. He played that role. And I wanted to play that role for those kids. So uh, it, it was cool to do that. It was. Yeah. And that, that's sweet. And still on the hockey subject, too. Yeah. What? Um, cause I mean, we're halfway through this and you're going to be a recurring guest. I got a feeling already. So yeah. we can always talk hockey during the season, bro. But um one thing I did want to ask in relation to the hockey and the Twitch stream, given your dad, Jason, for those that yeah. we don't, I don't even think we mentioned Jason Woolley, former yeah. Sabre, heard of him, Detroit Red Wings, you know. Yeah, not a big um, deal, you know. Not a big deal. Um, if you don't, just, you know, fucking Google it. You know, <laughs> you'll, you'll figure it out. Um, did this play into your direction, if you will, like, did you have a sense of pressure with your dad being a professional athlete, a pro hockey player? Not so much maybe in hockey. I'm sure maybe you might have felt it a little bit or thought about it. Yeah. But did that almost motivate you to kind of make your own way and your own thing? Do you think that it have you ever thought about that with like, um, you know, your passion for the video and the streaming? That's a really good question. Uh in hockey, I wouldn't I thought about it, but I didn't let that shit stress me out too much. Um, right. I'm I'm very like in my own head. I'm an I'm an emotional guy. Like I, I think about shit like that. But hockey, it it didn't affect me. I would say it, it was cool. You know, it, it was actually cool because my dad would, you know, I during the summer I I would have private lessons one on one with my dad, and that was dope because he was. NHL oh, wow. player like yeah you're learning from the best honestly it's funny we're talking about this because I think I I was a forward playing 
like I was a forward like growing up and all that. And I, I think I should have played D because my dad was a D and I think <laughs> if I was a D, he could have taught me everything I needed to know. And I'd be playing with fucking Matthews right now or something. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm a fucking, I was a forward. So no, nah, I'm just, look at me. I'm not fucking playing anymore. Um, but uh, it, so, it how, cool. so how does that happen? Were you just like, dad, this defense shit is boring. I want to score. I guess so. Yeah, my I, I talked to my dad about it. He said, uh, like, ever since I was young, I wanted to be a forward. And he wasn't going to stop me, right? So um, I wanted to score goals, and, uh, you know, it didn't fucking work out, I guess. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't feel much pressure during hockey. It was always it was always cool to me because he did train me. Um, but when it came to, like, streaming and stuff, I, I don't know. It's just – he didn't know too much about the the streaming until I started, you know, getting some traction on it. Mm -hmm. And then he, now he knows everything. He's in every stream. Like he watches everything. Uh, <laughs> do people recognize him in your streams? Like aside from people, you know, do like random fans ears that maybe know hockey. Do they see, do they recognize him? Like, does he no, have like they, his own name? No, he doesn't, he doesn't like come on my stream. He's just like in the chat, but his name is Papa Wolves in my chat. So people do know it. Yeah. Uh, no, That's amazing. I, I haven't felt like any pressure creating my own lane. I I feel like I was meant to do that regardless. So, I mean, now, yeah, that's were, cool, man. When you were you just found up, your. Oh, sorry, Tudor. Go ahead. I was just kind of curious too, like being being the fact that you played hockey and your dad was in the NHL, like. When you were playing, were kids on other teams kind of like trying to like chirp you or like say anything about that? Like, did you find that like you had a target on your back from other teams because they knew that? Um, I don't know. I I have gotten chirped about it a couple times, but it's it doesn't like affect me really. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I, which probably infuriates people more right because you seem like yeah, the type no, of dude and, that like if someone chirps you like you're just like i don't fucking care whatever and then like exactly, that gets them exactly. more pissed yeah but then also i was a tough player so i mean if yeah i'm gonna find you later in the game like, if you're <laughs> like that like you're gonna have your head down you're gonna be staring at your fucking laces or something and i'm coming um but no it, it didn't happen too much it didn't happen yeah, it was funny because I, I, me and Cavo played in a, we subbed in a beer league at Northtown Center last yeah, night, yeah. and uh, Matt Barnaby Jr.'s kid plays on the team. I, so, I, I grew up with him. I know him pretty well. Yeah, he's an amazing dude. It's, yeah. you know, it's so cool. And you're like this too. Like you would never, um, if if you didn't know ahead of time, like if you just knew, you would never know. Like got someone close to you that's a famous athlete or like yeah. you got a name recognition you, you you guys are just like normal awesome dudes barney's the same way as you man but um <laughs> yeah i and so we're sitting in there and it just reminds me of like when you see stuff like i'm about to say how impossible it seems to play pro hockey yeah. um i don't know if you guys know who andrew uh porterowski is from williamsville He's a 94. He's like in, I think he's in the hurricane system right now. Okay. And he's led the AHL. Where's his elite prospects? I pulled it up for this point. Yeah, he's a 94. So like, like 
2020-21, he played for – he was in the Ducks organization. He played for the Gulls, San Diego Gulls, 43 right. points in 44 games. Like – and then where was he with the Checkers? He played a couple seasons with the Charlotte Checkers. He had like 76 games played, 49 points, 74 games played, 52 points. And this guy's played a total of two games in the NHL for the Hurricanes. Yeah. And just watching him – with the last night, just puck on a string, just embarrassing people. It's and crazy. Just, it's insane. And like his shot and everything. And you're just like, yeah. I know we're a bunch of washed up beer league guys. Yeah. But it's just, it's so crazy. And I don't know, man. And it also made me think of it because people were chirping him because he had like the gear on. He had like the Hurricanes bucket, the pants yeah. and everything. <laughs> I heard some kids say to him like, because at this point he had two shorthanded goals and like, two even strength goals and a couple of assists. So he's like lining up for a face off. And some kid says to him, yo, buddy, chill out. You're playing like Brenda Moore's in the stands. (laughs) Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, And he was like, I mean, I I don't know if that was a chirp or anything, but it's so funny. Just a quiet kid lighting it up. Yeah, it it was really so insane, though, seeing like the skill gap between like Even guys that are, like, good high school players and, like, you watch them play it like a pickup skate and you're like, wow, this kid's good. And then you see a guy that played, like, Division One, and it's even more insane. And then you see any of these pro guys and you're like, wow, like, you're not even at, like, that high of a pro level if you're, like, an ECHL guy, but, like, you're still disgusting. Yeah. There's levels to it, man. The separation between – AHL and NHL is is bigger than people think, man. Yeah, it really is. I feel like they're kind of you know they're kind of different leagues too because you have so many guys in the AHL that are just pissed off and hungry. It's just like I should be in the show. Yeah, and it's just gritty. We got more of the fighters in there too, right? Because oh yeah, there's not, there's not much fighting in the NHL nowadays, so I think the AHL is a perfect place for them right now. Yeah, and to kind of show all. they have a role, they can bring something different to the table yeah, for the, bunch the of big hungry dogs in there. Yeah, man. Oh, by the way, too, bringing up Barn- Barnaby Jr. Since you, you yeah. grew up with him, the ge- the f- the first game that me and Nikki subbed with them, it was like their first playoff game. He scored the sickest Michigan goal I have ever seen in my life, and he did it so clean, and he Beer was league? going so fast. Beer league, ignorant as shit, but it was amazing. Jesus, bro, it was so cool. I wish it was like on tape somewhere. Might be yeah. with like Live Barn, but dude, have- some kids have that crazy stick skill, man. Yeah, and a lot of it, a lot of people have it naturally. Like they don't even work on it that much. Me, yeah. when I was a player, I had to fucking dude. I had to sit there and stick handle for four hours just to be able to control the puck. And there's people <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't know what they're doing, but just playing lax with a hockey puck and Jesus hockey stick. Oh, it's crazy. Jesus. But um, yeah, man. I mean, what's back to obviously the streaming and stuff, dude, and when what you're doing with the King Wolves stuff, like. What are you thinking right now? Are you just taking it day by day? Do you take time yeah. to think like long-term plans or like how you want to scale and grow this thing? Or are you just um, kind of day by day I, mainly? I do go day by day. I I think uh, if I look too far ahead, I start to stress myself out. I hear um, that. Day by day is the best for me because every day is different. Every stream is different. Uh, I, I never do two of the same shit back to back days on stream. Um. I I'm working on videos every single day. 
I'm just I'm just kind of riding the wave. I mean, I, I know <laughs> what I'm doing. I'm smart. I understand this shit more than more than most people. And I'm just trying to trying my best to keep consistent. I I have a a good wave going right now and I don't want to slow down. Yeah. Uh that's I don't want to slow down. I don't want to lose that because you just, I, I just feel like I have to take advantage of what I got right now. It seems like where you're telling me you don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like exactly. kind of mentality. I, yeah. I respect the shit out of that. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, what's a, what's a typical day look like for you, right? Like start to finish. I mean, we know like, all right, 8 PM Eastern time on the yeah. stream on your weekdays, but like, what builds up to 8 p.m.? Because I think a lot of people don't understand like the behind the scenes stuff that goes into content yeah. creation. Um, so I, I'll wake up around like 11, 12, and then I'll, you know, I'll have breakfast or whatever. And then I, I, I usually like to get a workout in. I, t I, I try my best to work out like three, four times a week, sometimes five. I mean, I feel like working out is really important just because it just, it keeps you sane. I, I, I will lose my mind if I go like one to two weeks without working out. Yeah. Um, no, the gym helps. It just gets me out of the house too. So I work out every day almost, and then I'll come home and I'll eat lunch, do whatever. I'll find videos. I'll find games. I'll, I'll prepare for stream. I'll get shit ready. I'll schedule YouTube videos. I'll make thumbnails. Like I'm just creating shit mm -hmm. uh, before stream. And then I'll stream from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then that's just, that, that's where all my content comes from. So then after I'll usually just download the whole stream and then I'll chop it up. Shit I want to keep, shit I want to throw away. And that's pretty much that's that's really it man i'm just all content all content working out that's that's all it is right now <laughs> special. yeah, yeah. no that's that's cool but i just i think there's so many people out there that they look at someone who's a streamer and in building content that way and they probably yeah. think like all right this dude probably just wakes up whenever he feels like it and then hops on a stream for two hours logs off and then forgets about it until tomorrow at eight and they don't realize that like there's so much structure that goes into that and then there's the back end work that you've got to do to actually put that out and make it something yeah the, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff and people think it people think it's easy and, and they're always going to think it's easy until they're actually put in the position to where they're sure. doing it uh, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of video editing coming up with ideas. The executing it is the hardest part. Um, but yeah, I mean, my, my sleep schedule was fucked up for a while. The, don't get me wrong. Like structure <laughs> is good, but I was living like a fucking vampire for like two months straight. I was going to sleep at like six, 7am waking up at like three or four. That's, this is when I like wasn't working out and was super stressed, but I was grinding, man. Like it's yeah. what I had to do. Yeah. I was, my schedule was, I would end stream. Then I would, you know, relax for like an hour or whatever. Uh, and then I would start editing TikToks and I would post the TikToks at 6 AM. So I would stay up through the night and post because that's when my videos would do the best. So I was forced to kind of stay up till six and post. And then uh, I would wake up at like three or four and it would 
be the sun would be going down soon and fucking it was bad it was bad it, it's not it's definitely not healthy it's it it stressed me out a lot and then eventually i started you know going to sleep and then setting an alarm for six and so i wasn't like staying up the whole time right and it, it's hard it's hard to find a balance between sleep schedule stream workout it's hard to do all that bro it really is yeah, it takes time like anything. You just can't you know, doing something different, you know, finding your ground, finding yeah. your footing, dude. I, I totally get it. It's one tough. one thing you mentioned too about um what you just said as far as like the posting time, like and you know, you've talked yeah. about how you've you know, you feel you know this been this business, this kind of stuff better than most. Yeah. Do you got a couple things that you could or want to share that are examples of that that you've discovered along the way in your journey so far? Um, are you talking about TikTok specifically? Whatever you want, like any for you know, not only like the content creation, but getting it in front of as many people as possible. Yeah. Well, I think the best way to blow up nowadays is TikTok for sure. It's the best way. It's the easiest way. It's not necessarily easy to get millions and millions of views, but it's the best way to go viral if you're brand new. Um, the, and TikTok, there's there's two things I tell people like whenever they have, whenever they want tips of growing on TikTok. Uh, the first one is our attention spans are like this, bro. Like this, like this, like this. We're scrolling through TikTok. If we're not entertained within the first two seconds we're scrolling right mm -hmm. uh, i'm sure we can all agree oh yeah uh 100%. and that's something i like i i take into consideration when i'm making my tiktoks is i get into the fucking content right away bro i make sure like watch time on tiktok is the most important stat it's not uh shares it's not likes it's not comments it's watch time average watch time so uh you gotta hook them right away which will make them stay longer, but then keep the hooks coming. You can't just like have one hook and then it gets kind of boring because then they're scrolling. You got to do your best to keep them entertained the whole time. But, but yeah, that first two seconds is the most important on TikTok. Uh, and then just, just like I said before, just being creative, trying different shit until something works. Um, make sure, make sure you're not doing stuff you don't enjoy because listen, it, it, if you're making TikToks, and one blows up and it's content you don't even like making, then you're fucked. Like you're not yeah. gonna want to keep doing that. Yeah. So do shit you like doing and I don't know, bring energy, punch your fucking chair, do whatever you gotta do, bro. Like <laughs> I, I do a bunch of random shit. Um I I just like uh I like being loud, I like talking with enthusiasm. I I feel like if you're just you know, monotone on Twitch or TikTok, you're just not gonna you're not gonna blow up, man, unless it's a video game. Yeah. It's is that just it. is that just kind of your personality, do you think? Like does yeah. is that kind of like a when you talked about missing hockey and stuff, being like a fun glue guy in the locker room, was that a kind of player you were off the ice? I were was. You? I it did take a little bit for me to like open up to people. I'm still like that. Like I, I'm quiet yeah. until I, I get comfortable around you. If I'm not comfortable around you, I literally won't talk to you. Uh, but. Well, I'm glad you're talking to us. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, oh, you man. get it. Like it, it takes a lot for me to like dislike somebody. Yeah. But if, 
if if I know I won't like click with you, it's I'm not gonna I don't know. I just don't feel like talking. So yeah. it's it is easy for me on stream because I am talking to screens, but it's weird having a chat, man. They they do feel like they're with you. Like it's crazy. Because yeah. if you go into my Twitch stream, my chat is flying with like non it's like nonstop stimulation to my eyes. Like yeah. I got I mean, if you guys could see like the behind the scenes, I'm like running a fucking cockpit. I got two keyboards. I got a mixer. I got a camera. I got a fuck. I got buttons for shit. There's a, there's so much that I'm running. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's just I know what I like watching on Twitch, and it's people that have energy and like good personality. So I try to. That's what I try to do. No, it I makes perfect too, sense, people, dude. People can I mean, tell when you're not being authentic, right? Like, yeah, bro. If, yeah. They're going to see so right obvious. through it if you're doing shit that you don't even enjoy. It's so obvious. You can it's you can read it. When you click on a Twitch stream, you can tell within five seconds if they if they really enjoy it or not. It's just how now, it is. Now, have you... So, obviously, with the following that you've gained on all these platforms... Yeah. There's a lot of people that are probably very consistent in messaging you in your Twitch streams that like you've never even met before. They just love your shit. Like, yeah. have you been like out at the gym or out in public or anywhere and had someone stop you and be like, yo, like you're King Wolves. Like I watched um, your stream. It, it, it It's happened twice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it, it, you know, what's weird. It, it has happened a couple times and both of them were at restaurants and it's local restaurants, which is crazy. Like, I, I never thought I would. I always feel like the people on the Internet are people in, like, different states, different countries. But me getting recognized at my, like, local, like, town is crazy. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, they came up to me. The, they say, you're King Wolves. I took, like, pictures with them. I was really respectful. You know, it's it, it's crazy, man. It's, like, I don't know. I, it was weird because uh, during junior hockey, I had people come up to me and, like, sign I had signed autographs and stuff. Right. And now it's weird doing that for something else, like like making videos on the internet. Like it's crazy. Because doing it for I, like a sport is like or, or like acting, whatever music. Yeah. Like it that's so much. Normal. Yeah, I was just gonna say that feels yeah. so much normal. But you're just making this content in your lab, if you will, yeah. in front of screens, and then all of a sudden, yeah. people in real life recognize you and doing yeah. the same thing. Yeah, it's that's nuts. Yeah, because when I was on a hockey team, that's like you know an established thing. But then I created this out of out of thin air, and then all of a sudden people are recognizing me for for it. It, it is really cool. Uh, I'm trying to think. What was I going to say? Oh yeah, I I get recognized like <laughs> you know the website Omegle or Omegle or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I get recognized on that. If I go on that with like a friend or something, people are like, "Yo, you make TikToks and like shit like that." <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It is cool. Yeah, one thing I wanted to ask too, when you're talking about the chat and just how it's going nuts, like, Tude mentioned like fans and aspects. Do you have like consistent haters and trolls that you deal with? Is that um, a thing on Twitch for you? They usually, get, they usually get banned pretty fast. Uh, like out of my chat, so you can you can click on somebody's username and ban them if they say some mm -hmm. like crazy shit. There's yeah. in, in Twitch you can you can ban certain keywords, which obviously it's all the ones you can think of. Um, and yeah. then if somebody comes in and says some shit like, I I don't take shit to heart. Like if people right. are gonna hate, I really don't care. Like I 
if people are hating, I don't really read comments that much on YouTube or TikTok. Just That's because good. there there are negative ones, and I don't want it to like affect me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the... I guess also in a way though, isn't it like? I mean, one, if you're gonna like, if you're gonna take the time out of your day or your life to like. Yeah log in uh, to Twitch and sit on someone's stream and basically like talk shit to them. One, what are you doing? And two, like, don't you realize that like, you're still giving that person engagement. So like, you know, you might be, you might be hating on me, but at the end of the day, like you're giving me another viewer, like, thanks for playing. That's exactly how I look at it, bro. And, And people that like sit there and hate, they'll never be anything in life anyway. So who gives a fuck? But It's like I, I read that I read a comment on TikTok that's negative, and I'm like, "Thanks for the fucking engagement, man. That just <laughs> I appreciate it, bro. Like, I don't yeah. know, whatever. I don't let negative shit affect me, no. And thankfully, uh, on Twitch, I do have like a group of mods or moderators, and it, a lot of them are like my best friends now. Um, but they do handle like toxic shit that come that comes in the chat, so. They big shout out to them because if I didn't have them, it, it's hard for me to do everything. If I were to try and entertain and worry about banning people, it would yeah. be pretty too much. Yeah, you got like your own PR team. That's sick. Yeah, literally. That's they're, awesome. they're fucking amazing, man. They are. Well, shout out to them making yeah, make giving you more room to be you. That's Dude, that's the do. important thing there. It's huge. Dudes, what do you got left here, my man? Man, I think we've covered so much i mean from hockey to tiktok algorithms twitch yeah. streams <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's all over the it's, place that's it it's man. cool that's man it. but it's a wide range of stuff but i mean what's uh i know you change up your content day to day so back to back you're not doing the same thing twice which is sick um yeah. what's your what's your favorite what do you like doing? Is it unboxing the snacks and just kind of um, chilling? I, I do like, I do. Yeah. The unboxing shit is cool. Cause I, it feels like Christmas when I get shit in, in the package, <laughs> I, I, I like wait to open it until I'm on stream. So I'm like, I'm looking at the box the whole day. Like I can't wait. Um, like a kid in a candy store. Like I can't literally, wait. Bro. Literally. But opening the stuff is fun. Do everything I do. I, I make sure I, I have fun with it. Yeah. Watching shit. It's very easy content, but it, people love like my reactions to videos and stuff. So that's incredible. The I scary videos are you should amazing. Do, you know what you the should Jeopardy do? Jeopardy stuff's hilarious, dude. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah. You should uh, throw it back to your Buffalo connections this year, and you should just do like a live feed of you watching a Sabres game, just reacting to how their team is playing. Tutor, <laughs> oh my god! Trying to gain viewers. Are you kidding just me? Some of the just the fact that they know that? he's watching a Sabres game. You're like, I was, I was in the mood for King Wolves to be funny tonight, but he's just gonna be miserable because they suck. No, I mean, listen, like that, that's the thing about hockey, bro. Is I wish it was more. I wish it was up there with the basketball and the football. And like, dude, we're gonna get there. We are we, gonna get there. That to, is our I, mission. It just dish. Yep. Like that tagline. That's why, yeah, I like that. That's why I like you guys so fucking much, man. I mean, I've known I've known Matt since 2013, 14, I think. Yeah. And 
dude I, i've been a fan of you guys ever since like i love your shit i have like fucking seven eight pieces of merch you guys have made and uh i i think getting the the fashion into hockey is like one of the most important things and i think skate skins is great because it, it's not just off ice right it's on ice now yeah so i i think the uh we got to do whatever we can to get hockey up there people don't realize how fucking fun it is to watch and it's it's funny because if you find someone who has never watched hockey before you take them to an nhl game they're hooked bro no oh, yeah yep. they're literally they love it yeah so it's just but it's it's crazy too though right because like so all three of us grew up in areas where hockey is huge obviously yeah. grew up around families that care about hockey and are interested in hockey, but yeah. it's so different because out of all those major sports, it's kind of the least accessible to kids, whether it's based on ge geography, right? I mean, obviously we're getting better now. Like you played junior yeah. hockey in Texas, but like families in Texas and families in, you know, Alabama don't necessarily care about hockey because they're not going to watch it all the time. Exactly. Uh, I have a perfect you know, example and, of that. Perfect example is, is in the Null in Louisiana, there's a team called the Shreveport Mud, Mud Bugs or whatever the that's fuck. That's a great name. Dude, Shreveport Mud Bugs, literally. And, and their, their place is sick. And I think that's – Correct me if I'm wrong, but in Louisiana, there's no fucking hockey. Before that, I, I don't think there was any hockey. That's probably but, yeah. none that dude, I can think of. Dude, they're they're huge now. People love going yeah. to their games. They they fill every fucking game. Like people just need to be exposed to hockey. And it's hard to it's hard to get that uh into like the certain states like Oklahoma and fucking Idaho and these I don't know about Idaho, but there's random states that just have no fucking clue. I don't even think they know hockey exists, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think a perfect example is the the Shreveport team because people in Louisiana probably didn't think it existed, and then now they have a team, and it's a huge thing there. I mean, so, yeah. even, even one of our, our previous guests on the show, Josh Kessner, I mean, he's just signed in the KHL. Shout out to Kessner. Huge yeah. KHL guy over here. Um, but uh, – Big you know, he, he's from he's from Alabama. He ended up playing D1 at Alabama Huntsville at their school, which is like the only D1 program down there. Yeah. But like, you know, now they're starting to get more traction because they actually have Division One hockey and they have somebody that has made it to the professional level. But yeah, I mean, I think him and Nick 20, Dowd are the 20. only two that have played there. Yeah, exactly. And like now you need to get like I would love to see Division One hockey expand, right? Ha what about having like SEC hockey? That would be so dope. Like yeah. have like Starting have like the it. Florida Gators uniforms out there on the ice. Like that'd be kind of nasty. Yeah, it would, be. dude. Bringing in the yeah. swag. I'm up for anything. Anything that that makes hockey a bigger sport and more popular, I'm, I'm yeah. down for, man. Like. Yeah, man, that's what we try to do with this, like, you know, show. It's such a skilled, cool, fun game, and yeah. the players are like that too, but you don't get that vibe with these dress codes. Wear the suit. Don't say anything. Yeah. Adult, don't really say anything in interviews. Don't worry about your brand, all about the team. Don't stand out where you can still be all about the team and the boys and still look after your own brand and think about post 
you know, playing career life and, you know, having something to go on and stand on when you're done playing. Cause you know, it's going to happen to everybody. You can't do that forever as we know. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. I mean, another good example was the, the Jordan one skates that you guys fucking made. Yeah. Like dude, I, th- those guys or those skates got so much attention. It was posted on not even like non hockey accounts. Like yeah. it was posted everywhere. I saw that shit everywhere. And I think that's perfect, man. You get you get new eyes. I mean, there's going to be people that hate, but there's going to be people that hate on everything you fucking do. So who cares, right. bro? Yeah. 100%. But what I don't understand, too, about those haters, right, is like you might not want to wear those skates when you go on the ice, but if yeah. you're actually like a legit hockey fan that wants the game to grow, how could you be upset that non-hockey outlets no, that exactly. never post anything hockey are now talking about hockey? Exactly. I mean, it's just clueless people out there, bro. Stimps. But right. Those, yeah, no, those people don't make sense. I mean, I, I thought it was unreal. I, I thought it was great what you guys do or what you guys do, I guess. But yeah, um, well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. And it's reciprocated, dude. You're amazing creator. Awesome energy. Great content, man. It's it's been a blast talking to you. We're definitely going to do this again when you can make some time for us. I know you're busy. Um, no. Dude, it's it's been such a pleasure, bro. I'm so glad we could put this together. Yeah, um, of course. Thanks for having real me. Real quick, real quick, too, before you get out of here and get ready for your stream tonight, plug all your socials, your channels, where people can find you, all that sort of stuff. I mean, it, it's pretty simple. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, everything is at King Wolves. It's all the same. You know, no underscores, no dots, nothing. So, yeah, <laughs> everything's at King Wolves. You can go check me out. You don't have to check me out. But if you want some good entertainment, I would fucking recommend doing it. Love it, man. Thank you so much for your time. We'll be in touch. Good luck tonight with your stream. Keep it up, man. We'll be in touch, like I said. Appreciate your time so much, Carter. King Wolves, everybody. Thanks for joining us, my man. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me, for real. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Take care.